This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and I'm joined as always by Yosem Joe. Hello, everybody, and hello to my dear friend Stephanie. Hey, Yanzi, are you listening? Woo! Yeah, this is our Stephanie Sun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So after talking about very serious topics in our previous weeks, we have decided to really dive into our homegrown singer Stephanie Sun because this year is the twentieth anniversary of her debut, and she released her first album Yanzi on June nine two thousand. So on June nine, like this year, she went to Facebook and she had like over live stream. She had a surprise mini concert. She chatted with fans and she belted out some old favorites like Cloudy Day. T R R R R. Yeah, that's that's cloudy day. Tin hey hey lah, basically. Tin hey hey, yeah. Yeah, and I think she was like immediately a huge hit, right? When she debuted in two thousand. Definitely, I mean T R R was one of the songs on her album. It made her an instant sensation. I mean, even to today, right? She's a karaoke staple. And in that first year alone, she actually released two albums. So she carried on with that momentum. And in total, she sold over thirty million copies of her albums. Okay, throughout the whole course of her career. I think currently she has what thirteen studio albums in total. Yeah, yeah, she is definitely like I think alongside you know we always talk about J J Lin, Tanya Chua, Kit Chan. She's definitely one of Singapore's most popular and most beloved Mandel pop exports. So Absolutely. today we're just like she's a national treasure. I would she argue. is la, She is, and yeah. of course, all four of them have sung National Day songs. That's when you know you've made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So today we'll do a little deep dive on her career and offer some of our thoughts on why she became so successful. You know what we think of her music and just like revisit some interesting stuff about her life. And finally, we will pick our favorite songs of hers. All right, cool. So let's just dive right into it. Let's walk down memory lane. Okay, twenty years to unpack. Jen, I want to start at the very beginning. Why do you think Stephanie Sun right became so successful? Like, why is she such a sensation? I think like this one is something that people have talked about a lot, which is that she has an extremely distinctive voice. Like the moment you hear her, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's Stephanie Sun. Like you cannot mistake her voice for somebody else. Um, right. She it may not be the best or the most angelic voice or the most powerhouse voice, right? But it's very uniquely her. So yeah. I think that's part of the reason why she became so popular. Yeah, I think in like Mandel pop, they have this phrase called Shili Pai and another phrase called Ouxiang Pai, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like idol style versus like people with legit capabilities, but also like right. not that idols have no legit capabilities. It's sort of how you are packaged. Right. It's kind of like in a K-pop band. Okay, are you a visual? Are you this? I mean, you can still sing and you can do everything. But I mean, Stephanie Sun is she's not known for a big belting voice, like you know, like say Ame for instance, right? But she's definitely a great singer, and like the people who discover her actually like spotted something special in not just her voice, but also her whole image. You know, the fact that she's yeah. she's unique, lah. Yeah. So she basically went to learn how to sing at the Lee Wei Song School of Music. So you know, the music producer brothers Paul Lee and Peter Lee, they have been like big drivers in the Mandel pop industry locally and overseas. So they helped many of Stephanie Sun's albums. They helped with the development of it, and basically she was singing there, and then. I think they saw something in her and brought her to Warner Music Singapore. There's like different accounts of how this went down. There's some accounts that oh, 
a Taiwanese Wonder Music label dude came over to Singapore because Sammy Ching was holding a concert in Singapore. So he came over to Singapore and then he went to the School of Music to just like check out whether there are any new talents. And that's when he spotted Stephanie Sun. So we don't know. Right. But whatever happened, you know, she was picked up by Warner and the rest, as they say, is history. Yes. Right. And she insisted on like finishing her studies before she debuted. So she was like already 22 when she debuted. She had just graduated that May from NTU. Right. With a marketing degree. So she got her degree and then launched her mm-hmm. pop star career. So yeah, yeah. kids, that's how you should do it. You know, why not have best of both worlds, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the thing is, I think... The whole thing about her being 22 and her having gone to uni and being Singaporean and like, if you look back at her first few albums, you will realise that she's packaged very differently. Like, the whole marketing strategy for her was, this is part of the reason I think why she was so successful. Like, it was very different and she had this great song, which was Tian Hei Hei, right? or um, Cloudy Day. She had a very bare face, very simple sort of look when she first came out. She was not overly sexy or cute or packaged. Like, it was just very... It felt very her. It felt very uniquely genuine. It felt very genuine. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Um, and like, T.R. is a great song because firstly, it's not a straightforward love song or a ballad. It is about growing up and it is about the pains of growing up and becoming an adult and realising that things are not as easy as they seem. And she had this great hook, right, in the Hokkien line of T.R.R., which is actually an old song. They, like, incorporated that old song into the music for it. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I think, part of the reason. Lah. Actually, fun fact, huh? Cloudy Day was not meant to be the lead song of her first album. I mean, now, can we imagine that? Because it's one of her most famous songs. Seminal. In fact, during her Facebook Live, that was the song that she closed with. And I feel like it just brought tears and goosebumps to a lot of her fans. For those of you who are actually not fans of Stephanie Sun yet and you have listened this far, please go listen to Cloudy Day. We assure you, you will be converted as a fan. The lyrics are very good. Like when she sang the song during her Facebook Live and then you think about the lyrics, it's a very cry-worthy one. Because it's all about how like, you know, I grew up and then I realised that, oh my god, life is very hard. And I just right. want to go home and be with my grandma. <laughs> yeah, you longing for the simple, carefree childhood days. And who doesn't? And that's so applicable. Like, you know, even now at 42 years old, Stephanie Sun singing that on her keyboard. Like, it was just like, you know, it spoke to many of our generation, I feel. Yeah. And I really appreciate her. Talk about different marketing strategy and a different image, right? You're absolutely right. I think that her appeal is really about the girl next door appeal, right? She came out onto the scene with very huge doe eyes and like very pixie feet. And even her hair was very short, you know. Very, very short, yeah. Yeah. And she wasn't dressed in any, like, or revealing clothes or whatever. She really, mm. very often, she would show up with just a simple blouse. Yeah, it was quite androgynous almost. But it wasn't like Ella of SHE, you know? Like, it wasn't purposefully so. Like, it just felt right. very you natural can... to her. Yeah. And speaking of androgynous, I mean, there was some horrible attention paid to her body, right? Oh my god, yes. So, so there was yeah. really, like, we all know that Stephanie Sun is a skinny... Like, she's a slim, skinny person, and she's not very well endowed. Like, you can see that about her. But there were so many, mm. like, articles and hosts, like, variety show hosts, who kind of made fun of the fact that she wasn't well endowed, which in retrospect right. is very horrifying. Yeah. So they called her, like, things like, Fei Chang, essentially, airstrip landing. <laughs> 
because you know of the yeah. fact that she's flat chested and you know um it was horrible la. and a lot of articles shamed her for being too skinny and of course like that was back in the day right in the early 2000s not that it was ever okay but just a lot of people objectifying women she definitely fell victim to that la. yeah I don't think it was definitively objectifying but definitely there was a lot of undue attention paid to her body la. it's been 20 years like, she's clearly healthy, she has given birth since, and her figure has stayed the same. So clearly, she's just naturally skinny. But there yeah. was a lot of talk about, like, how did she get so skinny? And people were, like, skinny shaming her, basically. So, yeah. anyway, another thing is, people forget this, but she had a huge news event surrounding her debut. Because when she released her album, her first album in 2000, she had a autograph session in Taiwan, in which a dude rushed on the stage with an air gun, and waved the gun and then shot at the sky during the event. Like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. So, That's thankfully, crazy. nobody was hurt. Thankfully, no one was hurt. But he was arrested. And then later on, he turns out that like, he tried to, like, hold her hostage for money because he lost mm. his job or something. Yeah, right. it's very odd. They suspected him to be mentally ill, right? I mean, a lot of weird stuff has happened to Stephanie if you think back on her whole career. Like, remember the time she went to Egypt in 2007 to film... Uh, I think she had to film two music videos for Ni Guang, right? That's one of her albums, Against the Light. It's still not... When it's, no one's really sure what exactly went down, but there were lots of stories and claims about her and her crew getting extorted by some of the locals there, some scammers there. Um, and like, threatened at gunpoint. Like, it sounded yeah. very dramatic. Yeah. Sounded very dramatic. Some people were also not sure, like, was it just a whole marketing ploy to mm. promote the album? But it's very unclear, but we know something happened to her in Egypt. So that was that. And then also, as of a few years ago, there were some people claiming that she was dead. Right. What about this? <laughs> yeah. And it was like a lot of buzz online about, oh my god, Stephanie's son is dead. You know all those like dead hoaxes? And then finally she came on Twitter because she's quite active on Twitter and she was like, oi, what's going on? I'm alive. <laughs> Which is hilarious. It's yeah. hilarious. So now if you're enjoying this episode of Pop Vouchers, do find us on the Straits Times podcast channels, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can find us at hashtag Pop Vouchers. Some of our episodes are on YouTube as well, so do check that out. Like and rate us now. Back to our show. Let us continue with Stephanie Sun. Alright, so Stephanie Sun, gosh, I mean, there's so many reasons why we love her. We talk about, like, you know, her image and we talk about, like, her voice and obviously, like, you know, some exciting events, right, that have mm-hmm. happened. What do we think of her music? Like, what is it about her music that appeals to so many people? Jen? I think for me, like, I'm personally speaking as somebody who has grown up with her music. I mean, I was six eh, when she debuted. <laughs> so I think the music stood out because it was not always about love and men, which mm. was not very common at that time. Like, I love Ame, right? Like, come on now, we all love Ame. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, she's a queen. She's a queen. But all the famous Ame songs are about heartbreak and falling in and out of love. You know, Ji Te, Ting Hai. It's all about falling in and out of love. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why I feel like Stephanie Sun's song stood out. Because of course she has love songs. Of course she has love songs. Everyone has. But it's not fully about love. Like Burn, which is running, is yeah. like a great song for running, actually. <laughs> it is a good workout love. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has a lot of songs that are outside of the realm of, like, normal themes. I mean, we talked about this. She was not made to be, like, cutesy. Like, I think when Jolin Sai first came out, she was made to be, like, student singer and a bit cute. If you look at Jolin Sai now, you will see that her music has completely changed. Or, like, Mavis Fan, who I love. Fan Xiaoxuan. I love Fan Xiaoxuan. Mm. But when Fan Xiaoxuan first came out, she was singing songs for kids. Like, literally, she was singing songs for kids. 
about like washing your body that kind. Then <laughs> later on, yeah, then later on, Mavis Fan really changed her music style to become something that was genuinely more her. But I feel like Stephanie Sun almost came onto the scene fully formed. Like she mm. came into our consciousness almost like someone who already knows. Of course, she changed and grew, but like your first image of her doesn't feel too far from what she is now. And so, in 2000, J. Cho also debuted as well. So, 2000, J. Cho also released an album after his own name. So, it was like J or something. And Sun Yan Zhou is Yan Zi, right? So, yeah. I think that's kind of the year that you can... This is my own opinion, but that's kind of the year where you sort of draw a line in the sand and be like, this is a seminal change for Mandopop. This is where you can see Mandopop change. Because it became to focus a lot more on like singer-songwriters making their own music. This was rap, became very really mainstream because right. of J. Cho and then having a lot of personality what they call like funk right cursor in your own songs but her songs were still like mainstream and catchy enough that's really how I feel she stood out right. and fun fact here we were talking about J. Cho right so year 2000 was superstar started debut year so like the year that Stephanie Sun competed for the Golden Melody Best Newcomer Award which she won she won the Golden Melody Best Newcomer Award deservingly so yes deservingly so but she competed against J. Cho Christine Fan 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 Wei Penny Tai Tai Pei Ni who is Malaysian and she sang the Meteor Garden ending team do you remember? <laughs> she sang the ending team to Meteor Garden Warming which is super famous and yeah. Fria Lin who is Ling Fan who still has like super famous songs like she had this super sad song about living alone Ikeren Shen Ho or something right yeah. that's such so, stiff competition my goodness yeah and all yeah. of them super can sing and all of them have carved right. out very successful careers following year 2000. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, sometimes you look back at like Best Newcomer Awards and there are complete nobodies that have not made it. Yes, like, you know, one hit wonders and everything. Yeah. And I think it's so, really testament to how unique like Stephanie Sun is in the whole industry. Like even alongside such stiff competition, right? She already had a niche right at 22. She was already so different and she had her own artistry carved out. I love it. Mm-hmm. I just love it. And I still love her to today because of that. Yeah, yeah. I also like that she has kept her music very genuinely her. Like, you feel like she has a say in how the music went. And, Mm. like, you look at her start album, right? Which is all songs that she covered from other artists like Tori Amos, like the Beatles. And just, like, the general direction her music has taken makes me feel like she is very involved. Like, she's not afraid of experimenting and trying new things. Like, her 2017 album, Tiao the Fan Gu, like, the album, it's titled, like, Van Gogh or something, Dancing. Ben Go, I'm not entirely number sure. Number 13, yeah. Number 13, yes. It was very artsy. Like, some people didn't like it because they felt it was too artsy, but I felt like, this is good. Like, you are not just resting on your laurels, right? Like, you're truly trying to do something new. Yeah, she does take risks. Can I just say, speaking of the start album, I freaking love it. It's probably the first full album of hers I listened yes. to. Okay, and call me a late bloomer, but for someone like me who grew up listening mostly to English music, right? It actually mm. took a bilingual singer like Stephanie Sun to ease me into the mental pop world. Like yeah, prior to yeah. that point, I was listening to like, all my English stuff and all that, you know. I think her being Singaporean meant that she was very accessible to us. Yes. Like she would always give interviews to local media and she would always tour in Singapore. Right. So her presence in the media was like really there. And like, I was like, okay, all my friends are listening to her. Let's go and find out, you know, what's what's the big deal about this girl called Stephanie. And my goodness, she really held her own with those English covers in that album. And I've been a fan ever since, you know, and her music is, like you said, very coming of age. And at that point in time, I was a teenager 
So it yes. was just extremely, extremely relatable. Like I feel like she was growing up. She was there growing up with me, you know, even though she was older. And what works for me also is like the fact that she has no frills, you know, her personality, you can tell is very genuine. From interviews, you can glean that from her own concerts. You know, when you watch her at, in concerts, you can tell like she's a little shy and almost like awkward super under the spotlight. Down to earth. Like she feels like a super down to earth, normal person. Yeah. And you know, sometimes like they come out of choreography, like dance choreography for these concerts, right? You can tell yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not she exact. Dance one. She can't yeah. dance. <laughs> you can tell she's very uncomfortable dancing, but she still does it anyway because, like, you know, okay, that's what she's been. I, I mean, if you want to put up a show, like, you want to fill up the whole national stadium, you need to kind of like have some chang mian, right? Have some atmosphere. Mm. But that's what makes her so real, you know? She's not this polished dance pop princess or anything. She's a songbird and she's just one who's, you know, as we saw in her Facebook Live or so, she's just yes. one to happily sing in a t shirt and take off it her was shoes. Like, it wasn't even like a super nice t shirt, it was just a plain white t-shirt and then she had like a hair tie around her wrist <laughs> yeah exactly very like late let's just start singing like she just woke up and was like let's go remember 20, in 2014 she was spotted at a yes. McDonald's <laughs> in shorts and slippers and her glasses and then some netizens posted a photo of that and then they were calling her auntie you know <laughs> so rude I tell you she was only 36 years old at the time okay and like hey you go to McDonald's and buy some food as if you were dressed up to McDonald's like that exactly I mean the poor girl just wanted probably some nuggets of fries and she little fish <laughs> <laughs> also some curry, curry sauce yeah and then she kind of pepped and posted online but you know kudos to her she actually retweeted that picture and she added a little tiara on her head and accompanied it with the caption so beautiful okay and I think she really uh, won a lot of hearts like with that because it just showed that she wasn't she's this girl next door and she's not ashamed of like walking out in like shorts and a t-shirt and she's not afraid to make fun of herself as well yeah, so yeah. she's so real just now you mentioned national day songs right let's not forget the two songs that she did which really endeared her to so many Singaporeans not just like her Mando pop fans but also like you know anyone who's a Singaporean would know like you know Deep in my heart, I just know, know right from, from the start, start we, we will grow. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we've come so far. There's still a long, long way yeah, to same go. Joke, same joke. Sorry, <laughs> that's we will get there from 2002, and then she had another one, uh, One United People in 2003. All very applicable songs to our current COVID situation. But hey, if Stephanie Sun says we will get there, we, we will, will get, get there. there. <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of all these songs, Jen, which are your favourites? Your all-time Stephanie Sun favourites, like must-have, must-listen to? I mean, Cloudy Day, la, honestly. Like, and I have to say, Cloudy Day wasn't a song that I immediately loved. But as you grow older and you look at the lyrics, they're very, very touching. Like, yeah. It really makes you cry. Because when you grow older, you realise, oh, that was what she was talking about. Yeah. That you get hurt and people are not the nicest and life is hard and you start missing the simple days of childhood and that's really something that I think we can all everybody can relate to it lah. Yeah. Then, no matter what age you're at, I think. No matter, no matter what, age what, you're at, what stage yeah. of life you're at. And she sings she sings tea or oh, oh, you just start wanting to cry. Like mm. so and then I like um the sing food, my desired happiness. Like if you listen to the song again, it's actually a very special song in terms of the way the the music is composed like the way it is sung it's actually a very difficult song because the music composition is a bit offbeat like it would be like right. oh yeah, oh yeah like so the it's a bit odd and then like she has a lot of long dragged out sounds 
So yeah, yeah I, I thought it was a very interesting song. And then Running Burn, of course. I remember listening to that song while trying to train for 2.4 NAFA in secondary school. <laughs> I was trying to like, I was trying to round myself up. I was like, you know, if I do this, yeah. maybe I can run faster. I did not. <laughs> it was just good. Then you feel a bit like... Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I also really like Encounter Yu Jian, which is the soundtrack to Turn Left, Turn Right, Xiang Zuo Zuo, Xiang Yu Zuo. Oh, yes. I loved. The Jimmy Liao book. Yes, because when I was young, right, I don't know who bought this book, but somebody bought Jimmy Liao's Xiang Zuo Zuo, Xiang Yu Zuo. It was in my home, and I read mm. it as a kid, and I remember thinking it was so romantic. Like, I still think it's super romantic, and I still find it very, very beautifully illustrated. Right. And I just love the book. So I love the movie which was Liang Yongqi, Gigi Leong, and Jing Cheng Wu, Takeshi Kaneshiro. And oh my goodness. Yes. Which was, Takeshi Kaneshiro is so good looking. But anyway. And, <laughs> but what a power combination. That's like, yeah, man, yeah. power combination. It was like Gigi Leong, Takeshi Kaneshiro, Jimmy Liao, and Stephanie Sun. And, like, how can you right. not be in love? Right, formula for success right there. For those who are unfamiliar, like, Turn Left, Turn Right is a story about a couple, right, who literally live in the same building? They live in the same building, but one only walks left, one only walks right. Of course, it is not, like, realistic, but that (laughs) that was... Jimmy Liao's books are a bit, like, surreal and a bit out of this world, but Turn Left, Turn Right was one of his books that had a super obvious storyline. So, one turns left, one turns right, so they never meet. And then one day, they, Mm. like, go to this park where there's a round fountain so they meet at the fountain and then they fall in love but it's only one day and then they give each other their numbers but the rain washes the numbers away and they never see each other again until like the end of the book oh yeah so touching and I think that with Stepson's voice and her music it really pulled that tale together because she just has the right kind of like vocal tone for that that a bit of like longing in her voice and a bit of you know yeah and her voice is very good for bittersweet songs like, this yes. is just life. So, Such is life. Speaking of that, what are your favourite songs? My favourite songs are so many. I don't know how to choose. Okay, but I have to compartmentalise. Okay, I'll start with the slow songs. And I'll go on to the fast songs. The ballads. Slow, I really love Kai Shi Dong Le. Another yeah, coming of age song. It's so good. It's just, it gives me goosebumps every single time. It's, it's just her singing quietly about how... She has come to realise a lot of things in this life. It's a coming-of-age song. It's not really about, like, love per se. I mean, she does talk about love in there, but she also talks about growing up yeah. and all. Oh, she says, oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, how do you translate that? It's like, it's still good to have yesterday, but tomorrow is your own. And then right. Just and like, happiness oh. is a choice. And how, oh, wow, I didn't know people could be so gentle. So her realising that some people can be good and that, like, you know, love is ever moving and it's not necessarily easily controlled. Oh, my goodness. So to the point and right to your heartstrings gets me every single time that song. And of course, like, her karaoke classic staples, if you go and sing karaoke in the KTV oh, yeah. bar or <laughs> any KTV establishment, you walk past the rooms, you will somebody definitely hear... Somebody is belting this. Somebody is belting... <laughs> 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 Which is her most, like, <laughs> her super straightforward breakup song. 
Yeah. And it's so called the guy cheating on her. Right. So good. And the MV also. Oh, chills. That song is called What I Miss. If you don't speak Mandarin, like you can go and search Stephanie Sun What I Miss. You can listen to that song. Amazing song. Another classic breakup song. Yeah. That song is I Am Fine. Or in Chinese, it basically means I'm not sad. And the lyrics that we just sang, oh my goodness, so freaking good because she's basically saying, and I'm not upset. But then why do tears keep on falling from my face? Wow, oh you my did. goodness. <laughs> yeah, something oh, like that. translated it. But yeah, yeah. Then he shares this other song called It's about this girl telling another girl that I miss him too. So clearly yeah. like this dude has hurt both of them and left. Yeah. Right. So solidarity in that heartbreak. Amazing, amazing. Mm. And those are just her slow songs, right? I'm talking about her fast songs. I mean, I also love Burn Running, right? You know, the song that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. I have a, such a soft spot. Can I just say I have such a soft spot for her Stephanie album, her album that's self-titled Stephanie. There's also this other song on it called Wei Zhi the Jing Cai. You know, it goes something like it's yeah, about I do, not, I do not know this yeah it's about you being able to control your future she just has very like aspirational songs like that which I don't know I found that I could totally relate to again as a teenager and even now as an adult and of course if we're going to talk about Stephanie Sun's fast songs we cannot leave out Shen Qi, right or Magical it's this Indian inspired dance tune it's almost like if Britney Spears had Toxic, Stephanie Sun had Shen Qi. It goes something like, Sorry, getting carried yeah. away again. So the thing is, Sam Joe and I had this discussion about Shen Qi, and we realised that the lyrics of Shen Qi is a bit problematic. <laughs> Yeah, looking back on it, uh, actually, um, because there's this line... Okay, she talks about going into this foreign land, right? Yeah. Okay, and she and she has this lyric that goes like... Oh gosh, how do I even Basically, say? the lyrics is like, someone... She's describing somebody that yeah. someone has a red dot in between their brows. In and the then brows. there's a veil covering their face, which is a yeah. very explicit reference to like Indian women with saris, right? Right, then, so it's like... So that's yeah, the line. And then the next line is as if everyone has a special smell. When I smell it, I realize it's curry. So how shall make a run to your tubby chi way? Yeah. Clearly there's some Exoticism going on yeah, there. Yeah. Fetishizing Indian cultures who <laughs> feels a right. bit uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she and her team, like, I mean, even the video, she incorporated, like, Indian dance moves and everything. So I think it was a way of paying homage. But you know how these things go, right? Like, there's They're a very, very dicey. Thin, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a very thin line between appreciation and appropriation. So I do think that if that song came out now, it'll be very much frowned upon. But that was what? That was back in the day, right? Uh, yeah, back which, in the day. I th- and, and somehow it's in Chinese. So it's not like people who take the most issue with it. Um, yeah. would have listened to it so right so that was back in 2003 one of her most famous songs and I love it for it just makes me want to dance every single time I don't know Um, it's it's a great song 
Yeah. Okay, I think that's about it for today. Definitely. Please write to us. What are your favourite memories of Stephanie Sun, right? Like, you know, if you have also, like us, grown up with her over the past 20 years. Can you imagine? It's been 20 years, Jen. Yeah. Cho also 20 years. years. Cho. Okay, we, we... I know I promised you we should do an episode on Cho at some point. Yeah, we need to... We need to really dive into it. Again, yeah. I'm gonna say this. I always say this. Cho's best music was when he was with Jolin Sai. I'm just saying it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, okay. <laughs> That's another episode for another day. But we thought we should, you know, dedicate this one to our homegirl and national treasure. Yanzi, yeah. Sun Yanzi. Yanzi, if you're out there listening to this, we love you. Please come back, make more music, and we can't wait to see you at your 20th anniversary concert, whenever it's happening. Yeah, I know COVID yeah. has thrown a wrench into your plans, but please come back. Yeah, we sound like just two teenagers gushing over our idol, which is true. Yeah, which is true, true, but you know... She is and a national treasure. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Okay, so. well, um, that's your dose of pop culture for this week. Do find us on hashtag pop vouchers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from. And please rate and subscribe and listen to us and like us. Thank you so much. Yes, write to us. Tell us what you think. You can email us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also email Jen at jenlee at sph.com.sg or me at yosemjo at sph.com.sg. You can also reach out to us on Instagram. You can find me at jenleewrites. And you can find me at sam underscore jomato. Yeah. And well, that's your dose of pop culture for this week. Uh, he's Sam Joe. She's Jen. And we are Pop Vultures. Thank you for listening. Ah, ah, ah. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.